Welcome to Anyone. This is Tay Tay, and I appreciate y'all. Welcome, welcome. In this episode, I sit down with a good friend, Stephen Jimenez. We went to high school together. Uh, the man has been through a lot in three decades, and specifically one tragic event that involved a, a DUI and a fatality that we get into. So uh, be warned that we do get heavy. Uh, I appreciate my guy for conveying it in a way that could be of use to others. Uh, I've read that stories are equipment for life. And uh, hopefully by sharing his, we can equip others with the tools to avoid a terrible, terrible mistake. And uh, uh, yeah, with that, here's my talk. My good friend, Steven Jimenez. Okay, we're sitting here with uh, Steven Jimenez, a good friend of mine, and I it, like it was just brought to my attention that this, you know, we're talking friends for a decade. Yeah, bro, like <laughs> high decade. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graduate oh nine is twenty two. Yes, because I <laughs> somebody had just like I'm I'm working at a spot where we're doing uh, COVID testing for people that come in, and somebody right. came in with the Park Hill South Panthers. Uh, sweater on and I was just giving him shit. Did the then, original backhand come out? Then, <laughs> I was just fucking fucking with him. And then he, uh, of course, he asked the natural question. He's like, oh, where'd you, uh, where'd you go? I said, Park Hill. I was like, uh, oh yeah, a decade ago. Right. And then like, so like, you know, we met, I would say maybe sophomore, junior year. So like, yeah, a decade. That's, uh, it, it doesn't feel like that, but like, you know, we go way back. Now, did I met you through that or individually gonna, per se? I was going to say, there. it might've been like, I think so because like so Dag knew my brother and then I met Dag in a sense through my brother then I met you because your family would Dag. No shit. Honestly, I think I now I remember because for some reason I thought I might have met you with like Brett and a couple oh. of those dudes us just like fucking riding around just being dumb. But uh, I think I think I might have been up at your house a couple times and like been like intimidated by your brother because he don't talk and no. like and he's just like roaming <laughs> the house and he's like who the fuck is this on my Xbox and I'm just sitting there waiting for you guys to come back or something. Right, <laughs> bro, so, my brother is a character, <laughs> and he's like a, he's a teddy bear. He's the nicest. I know exactly. You can say, yo, what's up, bro? So funny. <laughs> when you look at him straight out, you're like, I'm with you. <laughs> it's like the male equivalent of like resting bitch faces. Like I don't know. <laughs> It's, just, it's like Dino. Me and Dino. I, I would walk with Dino into grocery stores. And, right. I, and like back when we were in college, and I'd look at him. I was like, why do you look like you're about to fight somebody? We're going into a Walmart. Chill out. Oh, yeah. Dino be having just, that fucking them eyebrows. <laughs> just so good. That's just how he's just fucking Bruh. chilling. And in his mind, he's just thinking about his groceries. What the fuck ever. But uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me. I know you're busy as hell working all the fucking time. Hey, man. You got you to gotta work to live in a sense. You know what I mean? But what's your like work schedule looking like now? Because it's kind of... I would try to link up with you on the weekends or something like that. And you're still tied up. So what's your work? I mean, on the like? weekends, man, Saturdays, I'm just not available because I'm at by 10 a.m. And I'm out of by 2 a.m. Oh, my God. So that's your se- that's your second job. So you have yeah. a nine to five during the week. Yeah, I work uh, for a logistics company. I'm a national bilingual account manager. And I just offer truck drivers a better way to pay for their fuel. And, you know, like since I'm... Originally, I, like my first language was Spanish. Um, yeah, when I tell the I can go multi service. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it helps a lot because you. It's actually it makes sense after the fact, but it's actually kind of shocking how multi, how diverse, and how multilingual. Like, I don't even know what the word is. Truck drivers are. Oh, like, yeah, you really need a lot of different bilingual. Yeah, yeah the logistic, like, the logistics just, industry is just flooded crazy. with Hispanics. I'm talking Venezuelans, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans. I be calling Florida all the time. But you know, I'd be messing with them. Hey, how's it going? Seeing with multis. I start in I start in English and I know their name is Rogelio Santiago, the fourth type shit. And he's like, hello. And I'm like, what's going on? See with multi series. He's like, yes, what you want? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, you know, just trying to see. And then like they want to hang up. And I'm like, español. You speak Spanish. And I'm like, see sí, way. And then boom, open up. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's, it's part of the sales tactic in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, I got to get them comfortable with me because if I just open in Spanish and I just straight tell them, hey, I'm just trying to talk to you about your, you know, your fuel expenditure, they're going to be like, no, nah, hell no. Nah. But like, if I 
open up in that sense i don't know it's like it gives them a point of comfort nice nice for sure and in a in a job where not many people are interested in making them comfortable they're by themselves all the time and i bet you they just get shit and like probably not a lot of i get the sense that they were kind of like I don't know. Not looked at as equals from like logistics people. It's just right. something about it. The truck driver, right. they see him as the bare minimum, but something. honestly, they're like the top of the food chain because without them, oh. how do you? How the fuck does Walmart get their TVs if ain't no trucks being driven? Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, and and they really do. I got the sense because I did it a little bit for for seasonal work, and I got the sense that they like not necessarily what you did, but just interacting with them. And I got the sense that they like kind of like appreciated just being talked to like a person. Right, right. <laughs> they really do like, I mean, like, yeah. it's like, it's just like refreshing to like, I mean, it's not even like you're doing a lot, but you're just not being an asshole. Yeah. Sometimes if you get them comfortable, something, they just be talking too much. I'm like, all right, man, well, I'm trying to get this email out to you. And I'm like, whoa, you know, buddy, like, so out in the streets and then we got this and that. And I'm just like, bruh, <laughs> I got calls to make, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they, they like all of a sudden I was like their point of contact. I was the person they wanted to. I was like, you or you should not be calling me about this. You what you do, like broker? Or so like, like it was more like uh, tracking. Okay, tracking more than anything else, and it's like I just like started two weeks ago. Talk to somebody else. Right, like, they are just blown off. But anyways, like it, you know. It's, you know, job's it's, uh, cool, man. Yeah, I do that nine to five, well, eight to five, actually. Um, and then, yeah, Sundays I'm off, but I always make it a point to, you know, spend time with family. I always spend time with my brother, my sister. I mean, my, my brother, my mom, excuse me. And now, you know, my brother just had his daughter about eight, nine months ago. Have you seen him? Uncle Jimenez. Yeah. Uncle Teo, Tio Teo. Nice. Hold on, let me show you a picture. She is. Oh, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, she's bro. big. No, yeah, she's she's like nine months. She's super cute. Yeah, I'm proud of him, you know what I mean? Good and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I always make it a point to see my family. So yeah. Sundays, you know, I gotta yeah. spend time with them. And it's people wanna like make plans and I'm like, yo, after five, I'm down to do whatever. But Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, most people just don't wanna do shit. Yeah, everybody's just like wrapping up. Like, yeah, like I I at the end of the day, I even forget to get gas from my car because I'm I'm just trying to get home. Like I'm right. so fucking tunnel vision on that shit. So, I just recently noticed that. But it's good that you like, you know, you're willing to like make a point to like get back with your family and everything like that on Sunday. That's like that's I really appreciate. I that. mean, family literally is where you came from. <laughs> like you know my past. I I so high school I was a little party animal and like honestly like my family I pushed them off to the side. You know what I mean? I wanted to be with my friends. I I thought. I was so important to them and like my mom would call me like yo like are you drinking drunk like no mom and, and i was at the moment type stuff and like i had that accident bro i thought i had thousands of friends you know what i mean i don't know if i ever told you this but i thought i had thousands of friends man you know like all, all this party scene all this kind of shit this this wreck happened i was in a coma this and that and then man i can count my friends that i knew from back then like in a hand i i want to i want to hear this because like you know it's uh it's That's a cool. sense it's a sense that people I've heard, I've heard some situations with some, with some people that I'm not going to name or anything like that, that like kind of said like shit kind of got hard and maybe they changed some things in their lives. And all of a sudden they thought people that were around for, you know, general right. company or they kind of supported you or wanted to be there for you kind of was around for maybe things that like. Just objects, like, you know, it's status. Tough. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man, I, I spent a lot of time by myself, you could say, and I just learn to be with myself and like my family was always there man and like i can open up to them about anything there's no judgment you know like with friends is just like i was always trying to make a image make a facade you know like just i want to be that that dude but look at me now though fuck yeah. all those people i'm yeah. doing all right yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> honestly like people honestly people like you and there's no you know i'm it, there's nothing equivalent to kind of the stuff you went through but like people like you and jake who kind of went through uh a lot i would say you just call it a traumatic that, experience that yeah. traumatic experience that like and and with him he had he had some some stuff that he kind of went through and i'm super proud about like what like how you guys came out on the other end like with through like honestly there you have more reasons not to be in the situation that you're in right now super comfortable in the crib right nice stuff all over the place working hard healthy and everything like that but like you know, I'm, I, I just, you know, I'm super proud of you. I appreciate and, that. And like, uh, and never, I mean, even, even maybe whenever it kind of got low there, you, I bet you, you, you know. Oh yeah. I have my low moments, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, one thing I've always said is, you know, it's a steep hill, but I keep climbing like. Honestly. And, and that kind of perspective is kind of hard to lose. Like you, you 
few things are ever going to get to that point. So like, you you know, every every obstacle maybe you face day to day kind of pales in comparison. So like you have a perspective that I guess people don't really don't really have. I don't think at least. But right. uh, I mean, is that am I making that up or does that sound right? Or I kind of lost one word. So like, I mean, do you kind of feel like do you kind of feel like that, like, you don't get bogged down in like the day to day things that kind of like maybe nah. would trap up a lot of other yeah, people because you like, have some perspective. And on that's it. it's part of the like it's part of the reason why I enjoy this like serving job. You know what I mean? Because like Mon- Monday through Friday, I'm in I'm in the office, I'm making phone calls, I'm sitting down, and then Saturday I'm walking around, I'm talking to people, and like something like about me, it's like I walk in smiling, I'm ready to just start joking around fucking around but shit i'm doing my job and i'm keeping people in check but you know i'm always smiling like what's the reason to be mad dude like a bad moment doesn't make a bad day you know what i mean so i like that i like that i like that and it seems like you know like you do do i don't know why but i get the sense that because you you work out constantly you do the job on saturday it seems like you had a lot of energy to burn do you get restless with the like day job like at the desk and everything or do you kind of enjoy it in a sense, yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm on my phone playing RuneScape while I'm on the job. And I mean, yeah, I, it's it's a different position. You know what I mean? Like I sitting down, making phone calls, repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it gets to you, but shit, I'm making, you know, better money than I've ever made. So I'm, I'm why would I stop? You know, and I enjoy my job. I, I get to use my home language. You know, I'm talking in Spanish the whole time. You know what I mean? But... <clears throat> The job's cool, man. I'm, we're, we're trying to make it, you know what I mean? Like most people, my mom said, you know, you could have just like fell on your face and just stayed, you know, become a blob, you act like, you know, the whole world's against me, become a victim, but fuck that, dude. Like, I don't got shit to prove to the world. I got shit to prove to myself and my family, you know? So I'm doing it <laughs> or at least try my best at it. That's a yeah. That's a that's a really good word. Like a uh, uh, you could have played a victim. That's actually that's actually a great word. And I'm glad you had your mom and your brother, brother there to kind of help you out through that too. And it's like I gained a better sense of comfort with my, especially with my mom after like the whole accident. Because I mean, I told her, you know, like, oh yeah, I was drinking and driving. Remember that one night where I told you I skirt off the side of the road because some motherfucker with a minivan tried to get in front of me and I popped a tire. Yeah, I was hammered. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, so you had some close calls before? before oh yeah, that. before the accident. Oh yeah, I, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, man. Uh, so the accident happened January, October. I had kind of the biggest warning I could have gotten, right? I was 18, I went to a Halloween party, you know what I mean? And I ended up like smoking and drank God knows how much I was fucking hand boned. And then I'm sitting at a stop sign and I'm looking for directions, like from my current location to, and I would type in Jimmy's house instead of a fucking address, right? And I'm like, why isn't my phone pulling this up? And then I thought I'd be smart to turn my lights off. So I'm at a stop sign at three in the morning with my foot on the brake, my lights are off and I see this car coming. Car takes a left and I see KCMO police and I'm like, okay, it's time to go. You know what I mean? Cop pulls me over, comes up to the car. It's like, you've been drinking? I was like, yep. He's like, what the hell long you been drinking? I mean, how much you been drinking? I said, like, oh, one or two beers. Like one or two. I was like, oh, maybe three or four. You know, and he's like, step out of my, step out of the car. And then I like immediately put my hands behind my back. Right. And he goes, no, no, no. Just go ahead and sit in the front of my car. Like, okay. And take it. It's Halloween. And he said, I'm going to put my finger in front of your face. Going to go left and right. Don't move your head. And I was like, okay. So he goes left. My eyes go left. He goes right. And I'm like, what? Just try to move my head. And then he's, I'm, like, I'm like, fuck. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to do it one more time. Just don't move your head. I was like, okay. And I did it. I did it decent, you know. And he went back into his car, type up my information, came back out in the car. And so my, my Halloween costume before I went to this party was a doctor's robe with a pot leaf on this arm, pot leaf on this arm, and a name tag that said Dr. Herb Smoker. And take it, like I said, I'm still in my costume. So the cop comes out of the car and goes, so, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Herb Smoker. And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, you smoke weed? And I was like, yep. He's like, when was the last time you smoked? And I, and I said like two weeks ago and it was like 10 minutes ago. I hotbox a blunt with fucking dairy on. In and that car? Yeah. Oh, so it's smelling. Oh yeah. And, he, like and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I smoke. And I was like, oh, like two weeks ago. He goes, so if I search your car right now, will there be anything at all that I shouldn't find? I was like, no, no, you can search the incisors. Try to search the hood if you want. I don't care. And he's like, all right, when's the last time you were in trouble with the law? And I had a clean record. I said, sir, I got a clean record. He's like, exactly. I'm trying to keep it that way. Call your friends, call your family, get home. 
I should have taken that as a quick fucking drinking and driving, you know, sign. But how did I take it? I took it. Oh, dude, a cop pulled me over, called me Dr. Herb Smoker and let me go. I am untouchable. And then that January, bro. Yeah. Another party. I blacked out and flipped my car, bro. Like best friend passed. You know, I was in a coma for four days, then went to Nebraska, speech, occupational and physical therapy for a month there. Came back to KC, same, you know, therapies for seven months here. At the end of it, my mom say, hey, there's a warrant out for your arrest. Because I said, you know, my best friend passed away. Involuntary manslaughter, class C felony. Went to jail, house arrest, probation, revocation of my license. Bro, I didn't have my license for 10 years. And I was always working. Because I fucking walked there. You know how many miles I got on these legs, man? But, you know, and finally, a year and a half ago, June, I got my license back. Let's fucking go. And then two weeks later, I moved out of my parents' house finally. You know what I mean? And Let's then, go. yeah, man. Super good, eh? Pieces are falling. Good shit. And like, I kind of, and to the degree that you want to, like, you know, we we could we can be more forward facing if you want. But like, there's some there's some parts in there that I've never really heard anything about. Do you really remember anything about Nebraska? Because I didn't know about Nebraska. When I was in Nebraska, so okay, so it's weird because, like I said, I was in a coma for four days. I flipped my car, landed on the passenger side. So I was in Nebraska for a month, at least first two weeks. I have no memory of. I remember hints and bits of the nights of the night that I wrecked. He had a bottle of hypnotic. And I said, yo, what is that? He said, oh, it's hypnotic, bro. I took like three chugs, blank. Oh, and then, no, but I, it came back to me asking him again, can I try that? Oh, and then went back to blank. And then from me asking him that second time, it jumps to me being in Nebraska in a fucking wheelchair and a nurse saying, try to get up from the wheelchair, see if you can walk. And then I get up and, you know, I had a blue belt tied around me and I get up and I just fall straight forward. But, you know, they grab the belt. And then for like a week and a half, everywhere I walked, somebody was holding a belt and then, yeah, that's when that's when I found out, you know, so, that so you had to kind of you had to kind of learn how to sit up or walk. I just had to learn how to have my balance. So take it in the sense that like when I had this traumatic head injury, like it kind of like cleared my memory in a sense. So I had to learn basic motor skills like, you know, like without these glasses, I see two of everything. That's just a, from the wreck and all this kind of stuff. Your vision wasn't that bad before. No, I had 20-20 vision. Okay. Yeah. And then now it's like I, without these glasses, I see two of everything. But hey, I got glasses and I see one. So yeah. I'm about to bitch yeah. about it, you yeah. know. Is, is LASIK a thing that's even an option? Nah, because so LASIK fi- uh, fixes sharpness of vision. Uh-huh. And what my problem is, my eyes don't track correctly together. But there's surgery I can do where they cut like here and here in my eyes and they move around muscles to make them track correctly. But I'm like, yeah. I look intelligent with glasses. Let's just leave it at that. No, I'm not trying to get a surgery where if it goes wrong, I can call me a Captain Sparrow because I can need an eye patch. <laughs> you know what I mean? So nah, but yeah, I woke up into learning how to walk again, man. That's so, I, that's so jarring. Like I like your experience of it is actually and this I think it I think is this is like the power of this kind of stuff, but like you're at a party having fun. You feel invincible after like recent events and just like every single time you're at the party. So clearly anytime you faced any sort of like, cause we've all had close scares in high school and everything oh, yeah. like that. And most of us made Cops it. Cops coming, all this yeah, kind of shit. Most, most of us made it. But, uh, but for you to be at that party, the last thing you remember is being offered a drink and then you wake up where, where in Nebraska? In, in Nebraska, in Lincoln, you wake Nebraska. Up in Nebraska. Yeah, not so, even in Kansas City. No, so Jeez. so get this. Uh, paramedics came, took me from the scene to North Kansas City. I was there for about four weeks. I got no memory of that. And then from uh, North Kansas City Hospital, I was transported via ambulance to Lincoln, Nebraska. No memory of going there. And then like a week and a half into, it's kind of like when my memory kicks back. But I feel like. Because, like, the get up from the wheelchair, see if you can walk. I feel like that was such a strong moment in my head that I kind of just, like, fucking snapped into it. It's, it's a trip, man. Memory's a... <laughs> meaning meaning you snapped into... What does that mean? You, like, you snapped, snapped into... Like, I. that's when I regained my memory, in a sense. But it was such a, like, strong moment that, you know, like, I can start remembering from there, man. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm, I'm confused. This is... That's when you remembered what happened before, like, throughout the four weeks and the... Not the four weeks, but, like... No, the, so I still have no memory of, like... The four there, weeks. There's still about a month that I have no memory yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. But, but the incident, that's when maybe you started having some memory of that night and everything. Is that what you mean? Yeah, in a sense. Like, I started having memory of it, like, months after. But, like, I remember... So, 
I was, I got done with my therapies and shit and I was talking to my mom and she was telling me all these people that came to visit me, you know, at the hospital, like Jimmy, Ethan, all them people and whatnot. Yeah. And then I asked her, I said, hey, was there a tall blonde kid that looked like Justin Bieber that came to visit me? Because we always called Huber Biebs, you know, like Bieber. Yeah. And she said, no. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird because he's like my brother in a sense, yeah. you know, like yeah. the last six months of his life, six, eight months, you know, like we were together every fucking day. We were kicking it, you know? Yeah. And then, so she said no. And so I went to go watch TV. She went to my counselor and said, hey, she, Steven just asked about Alex. And um, my counselor said, well, you got to tell him, you know, it's either I tell him or you tell him. Okay. And then, and, the, and I'm sorry to me, I don't no, mean to cut good, you off. But when you say counselor, this isn't, so you had physical therapy, but a counselor is maybe just there to kind of talk and to make sure my mind's through. right, medication's got going it. correct. You know, they're there for like, uh, instead of the rehabilitation sense, just like make sure the medicinal factors are correctly laid down in a sense. But, and then the next day, same thing, I'm talking to my mom, and mom goes, hey, you weren't in that wreck by yourself. And I said, who was in the car with me? Was it Jimmy? Because I, I don't know. I thought Jimmy was in there. And she said, no, was in the car with you. And I said, how's he doing? Like, is he in rehab too? Is he getting better? You know, and she said, he didn't make it. Man, I, that's a, I didn't talk to anyone for like three or four days, man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. But, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know him that well. Um, yeah. But was he a was he a grade he below a, us? Huh? Was he a was he uh He was a grade or two below us. So yeah, he was a he freshman, was a, maybe. Yeah, we were party animals. He was a sophomore when that happened, or maybe a junior. Because I that I think he was a junior because when it happened, I had already graduated high school. I graduated high school like seventeen. This happened when I was like eighteen or something. We graduated in 09. It happened in two thousand eleven. Well, the f- second day of two thousand eleven. I see. It happened on New Year's. It was a New Year's party. Okay. If that had some fucking yeah, because you said yeah. January and I, it made sense that it probably January second, especially if everybody was yeah. Yeah, that's why I got. That's why I got that man. January second, two thousand. And he's showing me a, a picture. Would you describe the picture of the so tattoo? So what that it is? It's, it's a tattoo of two praying hands. I, my my cousin Puerto Rico. She's an artist. So I asked her. I was like, I want two praying hands holding a Polaroid of me and my friend. And, you know, she gave me a drawing. I got in my closet and whatnot. And she gave me a drawing. And I took that to a tattoo artist. And he said, man, I can do the hands. But if I do the Polaroid, the faces are so small, it's just going to, you know, look like a blur. I said, okay. So he did that. And he put his birthday in his that date. I see. Yeah, because I didn't see the Polaroid. But, yeah, that's because it's not in the. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't but put it, it came, on there. It came out really well, for sure. And that's like a super sensitive place to get a. Is oh. that a super sensitive place to get a fucking tattoo? <laughs> yeah, man. My first tattoo in the. Oh. But that's not that's not your only tattoo, is it? Not well. I have this one and this little. I small was gonna one. say nobody yeah. ever just gets one tattoo. Oh, that's I'm really gonna get some more, yeah. but I just haven't made time for it, and yeah, I should. But I, for the first time in my life, I've actually thought about getting one. I don't know why, but it just entered my head for some reason. I don't get it. But I like, think you should do some kind of like camera or something. That would be sick. I, I'm thinking about old school. I'm thinking about something. I don't know why. It's just the most. I can't. I honestly can't explain. I used to like. Cause I'm super cheap. I used to make fun of people for like fireworks and tattoos and stuff. Like this shit's so expensive. And now, that I'm, now I'm actually cheap. now I'm fucking now, <laughs> now I'm really. And you're the I complete uh, like if I if I know a couple people in my life who are like the opposite of cheap. Like they need their income to meet their taste. You are one of those. You are one of those. I mean, it makes me sound bad, but I'm just what's supposed to wear frivolous or some shit. No, like? not frivolous, but like. I don't know about your financial circumstances, but I know that you your taste is your taste regardless of the income. Like you just yeah. have you because you're working at Dillard's for a little bit, and I just yep. remembered that that was like a that was like a thing. That was like a thing. <laughs> oh, well, you're upset now. Yeah, watches. I was yeah I was, I was at Dillard's for I think like two and a half years, man. Yeah, and was that the beginning of your like? you know Swag. intro into no, like kidding. what do you even call it your intro into nice things let me just say like nice things. um it's so you know i've always had a sick obsession with bmw so you could say that's the intro to nice things because i mean the first car ever man 1985 two-door six shit black bmw you remember that little car i think i remember it what, what, what time period are we talking here uh, we're talking 16 years old man and I do remember it. Yeah. I think I, I think you tried to let me drive it at one point it close shit. to the neighborhood because I didn't. I was trying to learn how to drive. Yeah. Stick. I think I remember. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I remember so I yeah, I bought that car with three hundred thirty three thousand miles on it, and it stopped there before I even bought the fucking car. Oh. And I drove that car for a why? year. Why did you buy it? 
Because I got it for a thousand dollars. You said you you said it stopped before you bought it. The the odometer. Oh, the odometer stopped. Yeah, like it stopped. No, no, no. The, the odometer the, stopped the, counting miles. And at you three hundred thirty three thousand so before actually, I even bought the car. So you don't even that know that car could have had five hundred thousand miles for all. <laughs> but that thing got it though, man. A little stick shit, and they're like that. <laughs> yeah, bro, I got it for a thousand dollars. I said, "Fuck yeah, this thing looks tight." Why not? And it's like the exhaust, like the two clamps that hold the exhaust in the back, had rusted out, so that motherfucker sounded like Need for Speed. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that was a thing for you because that wasn't your only BMW. Like you've had more than one. I've had four. Yeah, I had the 1985, and then. One day I was looking for a Lincoln LS or something like that. And yeah. I ended up being going to the, the Lexus dealer right there on Tiffany Springs or whatnot. And I saw this 02 two-door six-shift BMW. And I was just like, ugh, fucking Lance Swanson comes out. You're 18? Yup. You got a license? Yup. You want to test right? Fuck yeah. So I got in the car, test drove it, got in my 1985. And I go to go and ugh, I kill the car. And I'm like, wait, hold the fuck? And then I go get to the front of the parking lot, go to take a right, and I kill it again. And I said, you're coming home with me. Three days later, the car was in my driveway, that other BMW. And I sold that, the, the 1985 for $1,000, like I bought it. Nice. And then so- For how much? 1000 I bought okay, it for 1000 okay, sold okay. it for 1000 nice. And then I got, I bought a 2002 BMW, and then that's the one I got in the accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Driving stick. So I was a I was an eighteen year old with a you know two door shift stick shift BMW that you know was pretty fast and I was flashy you know I, I wanted that clout and that, like I said like it used to be an uh, image that I was trying to set you know what I mean because <laughs> you remember Reed Reed Hughes no oh, I shouldn't be dropping names like that huh? I don't know who that is but so a homie of mine he put he put that that one uh, the my old one on Snapchat he's like oh I need to get rid of this. You want to like four grand or something like that. And I'll say, bro, I got three grand cash and I'll pay you, you know, the rest later, whatnot. And I paid him three grand cash, got the car. You know, my brother test drove to make sure everything was cool. Nice. And then paid him three grand cash, got the car. And then I paid him a hundred, then another hundred. This was while I was <clears throat> kind of like struggling in a sense. And then I went to, I was like, hey, bro, I'll get your hundred next week. He's like, no, I mean, you're good. Yeah, so he gave me the car for 3,200, was it? No shit. Yeah, Reese a real man. Yeah, hell yeah. Good shit. Reese's a man, yeah. I mean, because we worked together at, at Jimmy John's and, you know, we had this incident where, well, it wasn't even an incident. He just called me one time. He's like, bro, like, I need some money. And I'm like, hold on, let me think about it. And then I called him back. I was like, yeah, I mean, you, you, there's more reasons to pay me than there are to not because you're not about to quit Jimmy John's just to not pay me, you know, that amount. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> and uh, so he paid me back and he's like, yeah, because you remember back then, yeah, you hooked me up. So you're good. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. And then one winter, that car, the, the, the weather stripping on the windshield is fucked. So one winter, man, I went into the car inside and outside of the windshield were frozen over. And I get in the car and I said, you're not coming home with me. <laughs> and I went and got that one. So that's, uh, some people would call that. I know some people believe in karma. Do you believe in karma? That was, some people call that karma, but I just think that that's like, you know, just being a I good person. I believe in the law of attraction. You, you, what does that have to, let me hear you. The law of attraction, you you think good, good happens. You act good, good happens. You know, like I, I always try to be positive for positive outcomes to happen. If you think negative, you're going to run into something negative. You know, like it's always, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because I have some heard variation of this. If you're looking for a red car, you'll find a red car. Like if you're looking, if you're thinking negative, you'll most likely find a lot of negative because there's plenty of negative to see in the world. So like that's, that's, you know, I'm a firm believer, me personally, not on some version of karma that like, you know, doing good increases the chances that good things. I mean, it yeah. rains on the good and bad of life. There's no reason why to do want to do bad though. There is, yeah, no, nobody ever thinks that they're really doing bad. But some people can be selfish sometimes or short sighted. Right, right. And the world can make you selfish and short sighted sometimes. But like, can we smoke? But yeah, uh, you wanna, you wanna. I would like choose? to smoke a little bit. All right, yeah, we can stop the recording for a second. Cool. All right, now that you got your little uh, smoke break out of the way. Um, hey man, it's, it's a necessary thought process thing. Cause I, honestly, like like I told you, like before I go. Yeah, we are. So like I told you, when I, before I go to the gym, man, I smoke, I smoke a nice bowl, you know what I mean? And, and I fucking, I, I get very 
in my head in a sense, but not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Because um, I'm a lot more connected with my muscles, you could say. I, I The flex is better. And I don't know. It's just I listen to music. Music's better. Everything's why the fuck not? You know what I mean? So it's so it's because because when I came in, you said that you had already smoked and it was like after a workout. So you actually smoked before and after or just just before and maybe sometimes that what that is just no, it's before and after every time it's all the time oh okay all yeah right. just put it at that <laughs> okay, for sure. i you, mean it, i i you're i not, have you're not doing you're not doing car, car like because if i fuck with cardio probably more than anything else and that shit is just it's like it's actually it yeah i just can't fucking do it like See, I used to. the last time i did cardio i forgot I don't do it because, I mean, we both have very high metabolisms and I'm not going to say that's the reason why I don't do cardio because if I believe that, then shit, I'm going to be fat in the future. It's just I have ADHD. I'm not about to stand in place for 10 minutes. I'm not about to sit in place and pedal my feet for 10 minutes, man. I'm getting, you know, workouts and reps done quick so I can go to the next one because I'm fucking, it's not that I'm bored, but I'm just antsy. I'm like, do something else. Come on. That looks fun. That looks fun. And if I'm just sitting there just running, I'm watching all these people have fun that I'm trying to do. And I'm just like, this is stupid. This is the, it's actually really interesting because the way I think about uh, running is that it, it is actually my is it's the answer to my anxiety. You probably focus. It's the energy. So like I think of it as like having a battery like I am a battery. And there is like anxiety, I think, is like this is is like this extra fucking five percent at the end. That's just unproductive. I actually uh-huh. work better at like 90 or 95% than having that, that fucking top percent. So I just burn that off. But there's also like other, like, like, you know, secondary con- like, uh, uh, consequences of running of like making the actual battery capacity bigger and all that right. kind of stuff. Like it just, it does so many things for me, but like, as far as the anxiety and all that shit, it's my answer to it. Like it, it really does. Cause by like 15 minutes, like I've burned through every thought I can think of. And now I'm just tired and I'm focusing on running. So, okay, like, so you, you just burn run through, through every thought. So you're telling me when you take your runs, do your cardio, you just go through your thoughts that are bothering you like yeah. good stuff. And then you just, yeah, you're like, finally, I can say fuck it to that and, and get and on with it more than anything. Like I, I always put on a super interesting podcast and by like three minutes, I don't even know what they're saying anymore. Cause my mind is off on like, yeah. like what the fuck did he say that for? Like, or some shit or like, I'm thinking about 15 other things. And after 15 minutes, it's like, you can only fucking go over the same shit over and over again and it's done. And then like the next five, whatever minutes, right. I'm only running for like, I'm not acting like I'm running for a long time. It's like 20, 25 minutes or some shit. And that's, uh, that's a long time. And, and that last, and that last, <laughs> about that last amount of time is when so like it's it's actually interesting to hear that because it's my answer to it but like it's probably like for you like meditation like i feel like some people meditate and then some people try to meditate and it makes them more fucking anxious like just sitting yeah, here trying yeah, to do this shit i can't fucks me i up. can't stand in place you know what i mean i get to five minutes and i'm like you know i actually feel good about this fuck it i'm out <laughs> and like meditation to me is when i'm lifting you know what i mean and like it's just the lifting became something that I was very strong about because like I said, I came back from learning how to walk again. You know what I mean? When I was in Nebraska, I think I weighed 93 pounds, bro. Wow. Yeah. And then I came back to Kansas City and well, actually when I was in that little rehab, I started like doing like, they had a little exercise group and that's, oh shit, I remember when my mom told me about that fucking, uh, about the Warren. But so like I started with that little exercise group and then finally, like once I got a little bit of freedom, I started going to the YMCA with Braden Wiley, you know what I mean? Nice. And that, that probably felt really good. Every incremental amount of freedom probably felt amazing. Oh, dude, as it came, it's, it was wild. But I think it took me, I think like a year and a half after the wreck to actually get glasses. Oh, so you were just struggling through bad vision, bro. When I went to when I went to jail, bro, I walked in like this because my top peripherals I see less double than when I just look at you straight. Yeah, bro. Jail was jail was a trip, and you want to know what's something funny? So I'm walking in, you know, jumpsuit, shackles, blah blah blah. Fucking open the E tank door, fucking sit down, and five dudes that I know from Park Hill are there. What? You want me to to tell you? I think I know two of them. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say, but you know, like five people at the same table that I fucking knew. So I'm sitting here, like, still brain damaged, you know, like I'm not walking straight, not like I'm still, you know, slow, you could say. And I go up to the table, I was like, 
is this jail or a high school reunion? <laughs> and then I thought to myself in a sense, you know, this takes care of making friends. But like I said, like I walked slow and all this kind of shit. I remember one time I was walking around and one of my uh, shower slippers fell off. They started playing soccer with that motherfucker and I'm chasing after wow. and looking like a fucking doofus. In a sense. But it's crazy because like the dudes that had the highest charges became my homies. They had my back. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a dude named Rush and a dude named uh, Ronald fucking and i remember one time i was in i was in chilling with ronald in, in the in the cell and he's just chilling there talking to me and this is like somalian dude comes in there acting all kinds of wild and shit talking all this mad shit and then ronald say like, hey i can't have you talking all this shit in front of my nigga steven and then the somalian's like oh no no steven's cool blah 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 and then ronald gets up and just shoves this dude flies out the fucking cell you know and i'm just sitting here it's like yeah. yeah and then like 20 minutes later somalian dude comes in and the other dude rush like just straight starts fucking i see this dude get his fucking ass beat and almost Jesus. thrown over the and i'm like yo my homies hell yeah and then you remember right like in high in high school he used to be my friend and shit but they would just always call me scoob and shit you know like talking shit all that kind of stuff and um when I when I was leaving jail, I so the the cell tank doors are was it one way mirror you can see in but you can't see out. Yeah. And then so you could see into the tanks, and then I left my tank and I looked to the left, the next tank. He's sitting down on the phone, you know, like talking to someone. What, what's a uh, explain to me what a tank is? So tank is like a pod, you know, like people with these kinds of felonies go into E tank. People with higher felonies go into C tank. The I, I think that's how it works. That's where but, like your bed is, and that's where you stay most of the time. Yeah, like your okay. cell, Got and it. then your rec center, tables, showers, all that kind of stuff. So it's like you walk into a room that has probably like let's say ten tables, and then the back wall is lined up with you know cell doors, and then around on the back right corner there's the showers, and then there's the wall, and then there's stairs to go upstairs, and then that whole back wall is lined up with cells as well. I see. Yeah, so I was leaving mine, and I looked left, and I see his. And the doors, you know, they were steel doors, but the bottom had about this much room where, you know, like, you could throw some, or I don't know. And, dude, I came this close to just yelling, Scoob! But I was like, nah, that would fuck with his head, and I would die after he got out. Yeah, fuck that shit. So, but, yeah, I saw him, bro, and, yeah. He'd been in there. He'd been in there for a couple of years before. Yeah, right? man. Like he, four he, or five years before that. He, yeah, he's a retarded bro. He told the judge, the judge to suck his dick. So he's gone. He said gone. to the judge, "Suck my dick." Like, yeah. bro, like he's gone, gone. You don't give a fuck. And you know, his thing was like he just wanted to come up. You know, like he, he, because like he used to be such a soft kid, let's say. You know, and then it's like once he started to deal, you know, like he just started to get coke and all this kind of shit and just. Got in and got full of himself. So, so, and you would never and expect that from the background that, like, you look at the neighborhood, you know, that we were all in. And it right. Just, it just that was calm. One to one doesn't, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. It's really interesting. And then did that over a woman. Uh-huh. Over a female, 18 year old, bro. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a little bit there that I don't well, That's know a too different much story. About. Yeah. yeah that's a whole that's, different that's, story. That's, that's the story that led to some Park Hill alum ended up being in there. Uh, yeah. Five of them, which is, which so I can imagine there's a couple two maybe that you have, that you know but it's it's actually surprising that there was three more that you actually know that were Park Hill so like that's that's pretty crazy but um, but yeah like damn there's so many experiences in there that I didn't know that you just like no I could tell you I could tell you this uh, like back me. yeah hey bro it's it's been a steep hill up but I keep climbing don't I like yeah. look at me like I I came from. Being in jail, house arrest for 18 months, probation for five years, revocation of my license for five years after that, bro. That's, yeah, but why the fuck would I dwell on the past when I can make a bright future? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you, do you, something that I'm really big on now, but like, do you still continue any sort of like counseling or therapy or anything like that? Or is it mainly just like uh, lifting and friends and just work? Yeah, I I keep myself level-headed by not doing too much in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I I used to go out, like, you know, party, all this kind of stuff. And now it's just, I do my job, go get a lift in and come home, cook, smoke, watch TV, go to sleep, rinse and repeat. Saturday, I work all day. Sundays, kick with the fam. Yeah. And it's, uh, 
after kind of having such like such an eventful, you know, first two and a half decades, three decades actually, then that's actually like a lot of that's that's peace. Yeah, exactly. Actually, like I'm big chilling. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's no, really yeah, good. Yeah, they ain't really gotta worry about it too much. And that's part of the reason why, like, it, I mean, it's bad. I, I feel like I, I've become too much of a hermit crab because I've been so, I got accustomed to being alone during like the house arrest period and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I should reach out a little bit more, but I mean, it'll come in its time. You know what I mean? There's, there's so many factors that are, that are hard to keep track of that are like going against that. There's like naturally the older we get, the harder it is. Like we're okay, so there's so many things. The older that we get, the harder it is to get everybody together. Right. So many different responsibilities. We're all living. And then adulting distances. Like we're all kind of like a little bit spread out, just enough to kind of make it, you know, kind of tough to kind of yeah, like get yeah. together. And then on top of that, you layer COVID. So like the the hermitness is part of like you think it's like a personality thing, yeah. like experiences, but it actually is that like coming out of COVID, everybody's so isolated. Yeah, dude, everybody. I worked from home for what is like a year and a half. A lot of people love it. I got ADHD. I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, there's no government. There's no one to watch me. What the fuck do I do? And then so like I make my little calls right quick, and I'm like, all right, but. <laughs> it's fucked up that I got such a guilty conscience that I won't even turn the TV on. <laughs> Meanwhile, some people that I know are out here playing Halo deep into lunch and uh, stuff like that. Right, like, right. Like, like they call it like playing like, Call of Duty around yep, during lunchtime yep, type yep. shit. Lunchtime LDs or whatever. I forgot what they called it. Uh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. But uh, but that's uh, that that makes it kind of tough. Like I know. So like on the dating front, I know dating was hard during COVID. I was on some apps, yeah. went on to some like Zoom dates and stuff like that. But it was, dating is already hard as it is whenever it's so comfortable to just be by yourself and have right. Netflix and all that kind of stuff. But like COVID just added a layer of just like, oh, you want to fucking meet women? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like no, it's, but it's made it, it's made it super hard. And I, I know me, but I wonder about that. Like, I don't know. I mean, me. are you vaccinated? I am. Okay. Yeah. Hey, are bro. you? Check it, motherfucker. What? You got it in the yeah, yeah. yeah it's it on my phone, phone case. Like, you want to see my shit? I know. I didn't even know. On full it. blast. Yeah. But um, getting the. I don't get, know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Am I getting the booster? The the fourth booster. Okay, fine. I haven't got the first booster. Oh, okay. I just got two shots, and I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, COVID. I I got COVID a couple months back, and it was weird because like, so I got COVID in the same time that I was applying for a federal job. So I quit smoking weed, and like being a chronic smoker there's fucking i didn't know like stopping smoking weed had you know like uh what's it called cold turkey Ooh. yeah bro so i got covid and i stopped smoking so i was waking up sweating like a fucking bean in the middle of the hot summer sun Oof. yeah bro and i was like is it the covid or is it the, the fucking Man, quitting nothing stretches time like going like cutting cutting off like if you're a regular smoker and you stop smoking weed that first week or two feels like fucking two months it's yeah crazy. and it's it's weird because like weed in a sense just relaxes me where like like i said i got adhd so i'm constantly just like my all over the place and then when i smoke weed fucking wall is interesting i can just stare at that yeah and, and chill it, the fuck out <laughs> it's it's kind of the my my relationship my relationship early on like i've it's actually surprising to me how much i've kind of like I, I actually legitimately don't even smoke anymore it's kind of crazy and i haven't for a long time and i haven't had the urge but uh for the longest time i went to the bay area which is like the mecca of yeah of we like they call it the emerald triangle up north it's not too oh, far wow. up north Shit. so like like i'm talking like you know the finest flowers you will ever find and i'm in there living with like straight up rasta i mean rastafarians would probably look at the motherfuckers i live with and be like y'all need to chill out right, right. <laughs> y'all need to slow down yeah. so like so so there's a little bit of it like just overindulgence so now like i'm kind of over it, it overdid it but but one thing i didn't realize is that whenever i started living there i, I heard them refer to it as medicine a lot and I, I never really heard about it called as a as medicine or a medicine or anything like that. And and uh, and and it got me thinking a little bit about like I thought I was just having fun or just feeling good, but to some degree I think I was self diagnosing myself and like actually using it for something. I didn't realize that, but I think I right. might have been. Okay, I might have been like I might have had like anxiety or like just had a hard time sleeping or just like 
maybe it just kind of you know stopped my mind from like running through i don't know i'm trying to like just think of it at the moment but i can't really think of it all right now but like i just you know it's interesting like i think i'm just i just want to you know have a good time but that's actually not necessarily what i was doing you're numbing something you didn't like yeah maybe who knows but like it's it's that just knowing that it's interesting because like i'm like i got a lot of pride and if i know that like something is you know I feel like I'm like under something instead of on top of something. If I feel like I'm being controlled instead of I'm controlling something, then yeah. as soon as I know about it, it it's easy to you kind of dismantle it, it. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear you say that. Like it kind of like you know it calms you down. Out, it calms yeah. you down a little bit and gets your ADHD under control. But one thing I don't do is like mix that with work. Okay. Except for when I surf, because that's just funny. What's surf? Serb. Serb. Yeah. I so see. like on Saturdays before I leave my house, you. <laughs> Take a nice little roast, and then I get there. Everything's fun and funny, and then people start getting there, and I start just being weird. But you don't, you don't. There's no. I don't know. Use it yet. The come down is is kind of hard though. Like it's it's like so after four or five hours, you don't crash hard. Cause like nah. that shit, that shit. Like it, it's not just like there's a normal crash that happens at two o'clock when you're at work. Period. But then like after after you come down off of like smoking that shit, it like legitimately like I want to be horizontal right now. I don't want to be standing up. Right. But the thing is, you got to think about it from my perspective. Before I smoke. I'm all over the place. I'm a twig. You know what I mean? I smoke, chill the fuck out, get through my shift. It wears off and I'm back to just being all over the fucking place. Get back. Okay. Oh, so are you? Go ahead. So I got ADHD, right? Like I said, so I'm just, I'm always walking around doing this and that. And then I smoke, it chills me out. So I smoke, drive to work, serve for like those three or four hours. And when it wears out, I'm back to just being on point, being on my game and just, you know, like all over the fucking place. And then I'm like looking for coworkers. Hey, do you have an item of interest? And then they got little pens and... So, so this is, this is, okay, stop me if you think I like, cause I overthink everything, overanalyze everything. But like, I, you know, I actually think we call it getting high, but I don't think that's actually what we're doing. I'm medicating myself. So it's actually like, so you know how like you go underwater, you lose some of your senses. You Mm -hmm. obviously can't hear as well. You can't maybe see as well. You're not breathing. I think it might be more submerging than getting, there's a sense like you're elevating your consciousness and all that kind of stuff. And maybe to some degree, some things feel better. But I wonder if it is not getting high. It's more a sinking or a submerging. And then whenever you whenever you come down, whenever you come down, you're actually getting back up. High on life. So that's actually really interesting because I'm thinking you're, I'm thinking getting high coming down just based off of some fucking shit that we've been told getting high, getting high. But really what you're doing is like you're kind of like, you know, I need to come in. At I'm like, mellowing down. Mellowing and down. Back to and, it. Then you're get, and then you're yeah. ramping up. There. That's actually really interesting. And then that's why I'd be looking for items of interest. People be having their like the little dab pens and go into the fridge, take a couple strong tokes and then come back. Well, what's going on? My name's Esteban. My name's actually Steven. But when I serve, it's Esteban. <laughs> and like, I don't know. It's. I use that name because I feel like it's more unique. Like if I'm like, my name's Steven, they're like, hi, Steven. If I'm like, Esteban, I'm like, oh shit, Esteban? Yeah. yeah, and I speak Spanish, mother, yeah. what? Yeah. No, but, and it's like, when I serve, I try to, it's weird, but I try to make people uncomfortable, but in a respectful way where you're, like, I'm making you uncomfortable where, like, I'm getting you out of your fucking box, you know? Like, I'm making you uncomfortable where you're actually expressing yourself more. You're, com- you know, like, I'm making you more comfortable, which some people will be uncomfortable acting a certain way, you know? Like, because, like, I'll, I'll start, like, throwing, like, little dumb catchphrases, this and that, and then people just, they enjoy it. And then once they start having fun, their wallet opens up. And that's, that's how, see, there it is. That's <laughs> and it's a super counterintuitive, but like you probably do create a little bit of a memorable experience whenever yeah. you do that kind of stuff. Cause if you're, yeah, there's something, you know, boring about like, you know, maybe, and on top of that, like, I guess it's your job to kind of make them feel comfortable. I don't know. I'm trying to. I want you to have a unique experience. You don't want to go to a restaurant and have your server be a robot. Some people do. So, so there's, and it's weird. Cause so the restaurant and there's a dining side and a bar side. And I serve, I used to serve on the dining side, God knows how long. And you know, that's where families come. They want to just sit down, eat, leave me the fuck alone. Oh, you actually don't like that area. No, fuck that, dude. Dining room can suck my left nut, bro. <laughs> but uh, I would think that it would be the opposite. They'd be more welcoming. And it's more like the adults who are out there trying to drink or trying to like, you know. Just yeah, because so it's like you take it when you're on the dining side. Your mission is to make sure they have the best experience ever because 
in that little box, the booth, or in that, you know, like that's where it all ends. Everybody else is serious and just eating. In the bar, you got people drinking, chat, chatting, this and that. And I can, and like, it's weird because like the dining side, you got to look down on people. It's all low tops. Bar side, it's all high tops. So I can just stay standing up and talk to you just straight up. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Do you think yeah. that has like an impact on the interaction or something like oh, that? Like yeah, being eye to eye instead, oh, hell of, yeah. instead of looking down at That's interesting. I hate having to get on one knee. Like, what can I get for you guys? And then you got just some cocksucking mom that just thinks she's entitled to just <laughs> be a queen. And I'm like, bitch, check us out on fucking Google. It's two and a half stars. I don't expect that much. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. Honestly, I don't think I have the... What is it? Patience or like? Yeah, there's something yeah, it's about patience. the way I'm wired. Like I just cannot serve for some reason. Because you gotta have patience, it. but in a sense, you gotta let them know that you're the man, and without you, they don't get shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I so like on a, on a busy Saturday night, I had like nine tables, right? And I, you put them in rotation, I'll be all right. And then so I'm on my rotation, and this low top, this motherfucker grabs my arm, no. and I said, "Can I help you?" He said, "Yes, help me." And I said, "Listen, it's not your turn yet." wait and i just walked the fuck away and i still got 20 percent from him like dude fuck off don't stop me first of all you're gonna get taken care of i've never seen or heard of anybody making contact with the with the waiter or yeah that's that's rude like so that. i was like can i help you he's like yes help me i was like well it's not your turn yet what's your fucking turn dude so like, like yeah so that's an obvious one but is there anything that like people don't really realize is like kind of super disrespectful or anything like that. Uh, like in the that server might... sense or in the customer sense? Yeah, as a server from the customer. Like, is there anything, not disrespectful, but something that might be annoying or anything? Like, is there anything that we're not thinking of that we're like, yeah, stop doing that shit? Talking over someone. Like, okay, so like me as a server, let's say I get a party of 10 people, right? I tell them, okay, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to go in a circle. Let's start with drinks. And then that way I write it down, put it in the computer. And I, if they need to separate checks, all this kind of shit. But whenever you got... Okay, you and then you got the, this person. Hey, can I get it? And I'm like, wait your fucking turn. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you that. Wait your fucking turn. Like, you know, like learn to behave, but you know, have fun. But it's not, it's not your house. You know what I mean? Like, motherfucker, it's my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, and, and on your terms makes sense because it it helps the whole process. Like, it'd be more confusing to kind of get the orders in. So like, yeah, it, it, like on your terms. Just if you want to do it your way, you're going to have a bad time. If you want to just let me do it my way, you're going to be taken care of and you can have a blast. You, you know I mean? like, work there. Like, exactly. You work there. I do this. So like, l- shut up and just listen to me. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know, I, I, I show respect, you know, like I think about it, but I'm not about to fucking pull a leg like that unless it gets thrown at me. But um. And they'll keep coming back because I'm, you know, I give them a good experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I make them feel special and I'm doing it like wholeheartedly. Yeah. But in a sense, my job or my uh, priority is to open your wallet up. Mm-hmm. And by you being super comfortable, like, what was bad about this? Fuck yeah, take my money. That's an example of like uh, the incentives being aligned. Like for you, like you wanting to do a good job for the customer gives you the best return. Oh, yeah. So that's like just perfect incentives just being lined up. And that's just the way a lot of other fucking things should be set up. But that's not always the case. You're right. But that's good though. Like is the is the is the uh, pay rate like super low because you get tips or is it still minimum wage? So, so as a server, I think I get like four seventy five an hour. Okay. And I work 13 hour shifts. Okay. And so like my paycheck is like, you can bleep out the name if you want. <laughs> yeah. The, the paycheck is like 45 bucks. 45 bucks. And it's 27 to 45 bucks every two weeks. Yeah. But you got cash in your pocket though. That's the big thing, which um, I miss. Once, one day a week, right? Yeah. Last year, guess how much I made off one day a week? I don't. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'll say $4,000. What? I make an average of $350 to $400 on one day. Every single. You, you want to see my wallet, bro? I got. Yeah. Yeah. One day a week, I made $15,000 extra dollars. And that's how much I claimed. So, no, I claimed like it was like 12000 okay. I made it let's, around. Let's get the feds off our No, backs yeah, that's here. right. Let's get that's the right. feds yeah. Nice, let's nice. Our, but no, I, so I made, I made a solid amount off one day a week. So that's why I do it one day a week. You know, like my, my day job essentially gives me my bills that I get paid. My serving job gives me the fun. I, I, I spend my cash, you know, when I go out, eat, all this kind of shit. The discretionary income. So like, so did you 
that's actually really interesting. I'm going to take that moving forward. And did you start like, did you, okay. Did you work there for more time, like during the week, oh, yeah. like full time and then pulled it back to one day a week? Because you can't get a job just doing one day no, a week, okay. right? So, That's not how it works. So I was I was there full time for about two years. That was actually my first serving job. You know, I served in the dining room for God knows how long. And they wanted, because not to suck my own dick, but I'm a good worker, you know what I mean? And they wanted me to come to the bar side because they knew like I'd, I'd be good at it. And I was just like, oh, no, I do like the bar side is like, you know, like mind spree, like boom 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 like the the dining room was very secure in a sense you know i had my chickens in a coop my forced table section the bar side is just like they sit down wherever the fuck they want and i was like fuck that and then one day i said fuck it and then i was like yeah and i started enjoying the bar and then when i moved in with dino he said hey do you need a job and i said i mean i already got a job i was working full-time and you know serving and he said well we had one bilingual rep and she quit and i know you're fluent in spanish so and i was like I'll give it a go. And then so since I started working Monday through Friday there, I said, I'm going to just only do Saturdays. And because of my work ethic, they actually do that because the shift that I have is a very wanted shift. Saturday, double in the bar side. Like, but since I do my job, I keep people in line and, you know, I'm an adult in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, cause all these servers are, they're a bunch of kids in a sense, you know? And it's funny calling 18 year olds kids nowadays. Like, but yeah, like I, so they and don't- they look like kids. It's yeah, actually kind of crazy. You look like, at them nowadays like look fucking like? kids. Yeah, what did we fucking look like? That's, that's actually nuts. And you know, you're st- fucking Facebook is throwing up pictures from a while back and it's like, yeah, we were fucking kids. It didn't feel like it back then. But, we but even when kids. you look at yourself from back then, you don't even feel like you look that young because like we don't tell, I, at least like, I, I feel like us as ourselves don't really see the differences that come about us because we see each other every single, you know, we yeah. see ourselves every day. Yeah. But you know, you haven't seen me in God knows how long. Now I got fucking a beard and you know, yeah. long hair and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So like, if you saw me as a kid, you'd be like, yeah, you look like a fucking kid. And if I saw myself as a kid, I, was like, I mean, I do look young, but I don't feel like I look like a kid. I, feel like I look the same. Some people think that way. But yeah, like. It's incremental. That's kind of like, you know, you see a little kid growing up before your eyes. You don't really notice that somebody's been gone for two years. They're like, what the fuck happened to this yeah, kid? Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Dude, that, that's something funny. Because so when I was. In Puerto Rico, uh, my my cousin's cousin, his, his name was Bebby, uh, like last memory I had to remember of him, he was, you know, like this tall, bro, like three foot, you know, a little kid and whatnot. And then I hadn't gone to Puerto Rico and seen him in God knows how long. And then I went through because I, you know, I had the wreck and then the 10 years of, you know, like the whole probation, all this bullshit. And then I went one summer and I went to go see him. And fucking like a motherfucker was just grown ass man. I'm like, fucking baby, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, what's up, man? We've been wondering about you. And I'm like, damn, bro, you got fucking big. God damn. Like, you know, he was taller than me, bigger than me. And I'm like, shit, bro. Time fucking does a lot. My grandma don't look that big, but shit, bro, you grew up. You know, like things like that. I hadn't seen him. He's a fucking kid. And I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, man, like there's a, there's a point of diminishing returns for sure. Like at some point you just stop changing for a little bit. But there is that like weird, like sometimes somewhere between like five and 18. It's just like, what the fuck? Like a fucking yeah. change every fucking two days. Bro, my style changed so much. Like when I went to Park Hill, that's funny. So like I grew up, I, I born in Puerto Rico, lived there till I was about 12 moved to downtown Kansas City, and then I went to middle uh, elementary school. It's called Primitivo Garcia. You know, like, demographics is like people, population, right? So the demographics are like, let's put it at 50% Mexican or Hispanic, per se, and like 45% African-American, 5% everything else, you know, white and Asian, all that kind of stuff. Middle school, same thing, same demographics, you know, majorly Hispanics and african-americans with like i think there was like two fucking blonde girls bro you know i'm from puerto rico and then graduate middle school go to high school up north in park hill high school i stepped in there and i saw so many fucking blondes bro i'm like what the fuck you know what i mean and like when i stepped in there bro like my freshman year of high school i wore a size xl white t-shirt right and i i was what five 
two or five four or some shit weighing like 104 pounds and then i started paying attention it's like who's getting these girls that i want oh the dudes with the tight shirts fucking so, uh, freshman year excel sophomore year large me junior year size medium ever since senior year i've been a size small <laughs> yeah bro this shit's wild and i'd be thinking to myself like damn bro yeah i went through a change like i went i went to high school like going in as a cholo <laughs> bro yeah because like my first day of high school taking so picture me in a fucking with khaki dicky long pants cortezes i swear to god like and i'm not even making this shit up i exo white tee with a chain with a spinner on it bro and a khaki dicky's button up top button done That's shit to spinner. the side That's bro i swear spinner. to god my belt bro the, the like reservoir tip of the belt hung down to my ankle and it said Yo. fucking west side on the belt bro oh you was yeah out bro i fucking walked in like was and i was this here. fucking big <laughs> Uh, I fucking in that kind of change you just start fucking picking up shit from like you just and it's mostly about girls like you just find that like the fucking homies who are like really making it happen with fucking women and you just and you just can't help but pick it up I remember and on top of that it's just like uh yeah there's that and I remember just getting clowned for some stuff and I never did it again I don't know why like I remember I walked around with like white socks and I got clowned by the homies for wearing white socks never, I high never, tops or something. I never <laughs> white socks ever fucking Bruh. again but you just what? started like picking shit up yeah people. that's just how that's just how it is Reed. that's just how it fucking went off yeah but all right um i'm gonna try to get one thing that i try to get uh in every episode okay i'm, I'm gonna give you uh, an option of between two things you can do either or or and so uh give me a title of a book that you find really uh like significant or important to you um which i like you know i'm kind of interested in and uh um or you could give one piece of advice that you would like to give to yourself 10 years ago but it's not really like event related not like you know you know what I mean? What would just, I tell myself 10 years ago? Just a piece of advice. And I, it, it kind of like I wanted to. Because like, honestly, books aren't really my thing. So okay. I got a physiology book that I like to read every here and there. Yeah. But um, uh, like if I were to tell myself 10 years ago something, I tell them quit worrying about everybody else. Worry more about yourself. Because it's, it's wild because like in the end, you're always going to be by yourself. If you can't be comfortable with yourself alone then there's something that you need to figure out you're born alone you're gonna be in your coffin alone you know what i mean like stop worrying about others learn to take care of yourself man there it is i appreciate you sir and i appreciate you you know hit me up and getting this going because like at first like you start pulling all this equipment i'm like hold up so i'm expecting he's about to pull the camera out get us <laughs> but no nah, yeah this is cool man yeah fuck yeah put me on another time i'm with it yeah, hopefully i got some stories sure. yeah absolutely and it's gonna well, i mean be i got this. stories i haven't told now but yeah no i can't imagine like it, it's it's it, it just starts coming and coming and coming there was like a couple of things here that i've never heard before but like but yeah, I feel like this is, you know, way more low key and it's it's fun and it's a good way to kind of like make sure catch that, up, bro. You know, like, you know, I really want to learn uh, a lot about the people I care about and love and everything like that. You know, you, you know, you think I don't know if you think about me as like somebody who got you through some stuff, but you got me through some stuff. I know our nights when we were like freestyling and hanging out and yeah, and doing our you got me staying. into that, bro. You used to come into my like, garage, cut your hair, yeah, bro. Used yeah. To get me nice and tight. Used yeah. To yeah you and know. then you used to be like, no straight readers on the back. I'm sensitive. <laughs> get the little alcohol swab on yeah, you, bro. But yeah, yeah. the freestyling, man. Yeah. I remember one time you and me were freestyling and you started dropping this fucking, these bars about white picket fence. And I'm just like, oh, boy, who ain't recording this? some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to no, have yeah. some fun. And the thing is, like, I, I appreciated, and I feel like it's, I don't know if it maps out to the other stuff, but like, you know, it was something that you never done before, but you just did it and you just kept doing it and you yeah. wanted to fucking do it. And then you got better and better at it. So, like, I really fucking appreciated that. And you, you know, it's a little bit of that grit that you apply. In a lot sick of stuff, when I'm so. chilling with the sick, nasty flow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, yeah. I remember that, like that one time you were like, "Yeah, try to write a song," and I and I wrote like some bullshit, but which I forgot about. 
but I forgot about that. I thought we were yeah, just fucking that? off the dome, but I think we did. Because I was like, like ibuprofen, ibuprofen. I, like I remember that's how it started. And, and yeah, I don't. That's even your personality, know. though. Like you don't, you don't go around. You go through. Like there'd be a word where I'm like, dude, just move on to the next. No, he's like, no, I'm gonna fucking find the word that rhymes with this fucking word. Like it's just you're fucking. You just go through. Yeah, and we're gonna make it happen. Good shit, man. All right, like I said, man, I'm fucking proud of you. I love you. I'm glad you're doing good. Good shit. Appreciate you for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have you back. Oh yeah, until the next time. The music and the theme song "Groovy" was provided by MC Color, and the links to said work will be provided in the description below.